0: Alright, let's go ahead and start this podcast off right. Testing, testing, one, four, three. Testing, testing, one, to the four, to the three. It is all love, baby. Welcome to the Ken's Corner Podcast and I am your host, Ken. And welcome to another great episode of the Ken's Corner Podcast, episode number 82. Streaming on all DSPs, wherever you consume your podcast entertainment, thank you so much. Um, I need you to do a few things. I need you to go ahead and subscribe, and one after you subscribe, I need you to like it. I need you to give me a rating five would be good if you give me anything, as Bamani Jones I like how he says this if you give me anything less than a five, I consider you a hater, and so please make sure you rate. This podcast because I do it for my trust base, not my fan base. So you can follow me also on all of my social media platforms. That's Ken's Corner at Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. And you can also interact with me. On my website, which is www.kinscorner.co, that's www.kinscorner.co. Now, couple of things, couple of house cleaning notes before we get started into this very in-depth interview. This episode is is sponsored by again ace Scrubs and Rubs. Okay, ace Scrubs and Rubs. I um, am here. My little niece. Started her own little uh, business, and I, you know, that's how my face look. Y'all see how my face looks nice and nice and shiny and everything. That's where I am um, get that from. So thank you so much. And it's also um, sponsored by my wife, who is actually does uh, taxes. So this is tax season. She understands the tax laws, even about stocks. Cause we had to do it ourselves. With stocks and everything, also small businesses. So if you need to have your uh, taxes done, why well, pay H and R Block six hundred dollars, five hundred dollars, all that when she's been doing uh, stocks for over ten years? Uh, she's done small churches, small businesses, and so she knows what she she knows what she's doing. Uh, flat out, you know, flat out, she knows what you're doing. Not just because she's my wife. It's just that she knows what she's doing. So I told her I give her a limit every year. It's like you got to make this amount of money. Each year she hits it. So So I'm so happy for her. So please, again, uh, if you want to subscribe to that, you can inbox myself and I'll get you in contact with her. Now, let's go ahead. And while we're here, as you all know, the hot thing and the thing that's been going on is about stocks. People are getting into stocks. People are wanting to know more about stocks. And so why not bring people who know what they're talking about? So before I introduce these two good brothers, uh, first, Mr. Anthony Williams and Mr. Tyler uh, Porter. These are two good brothers. They are not financial experts. This podcast is for information only. It's to give you uh, information and definitions about different terms and different things for stocks do your own research invest with your at your own risk we are not held liable the Ken's corner podcast nor anybody affiliated is responsible if you lose your house all right so if you lose your house don't come knocking on our door this is information purposes only so it's always good man i have uh, I've, I know both of these guys. I've interacted with them. Uh, I can. Anthony was a former student of mine uh, at Central State University. And uh, Taylor, I worked with him in the Dayton Public School uh, System at, a, uh, at Meadowdale High School. He was an assistant principal, and I was working there when I was working there at Sinclair through Educational Talent Search. And so right now, brother, we'll start with Anthony. Let you introduce yourself, give a brief background, and then from there... We'll start this conversation about the stocks and options.
1: The pressure is on. I got to go first. Yeah, you got to go uh, first, man. First, first and foremost, your skin does look flawless. Uh, so, <laughs> so this stuff is working. Next, day, I definitely need to get with your wife on the taxes, too. So I'm not going to hit your inbox. I'm going to do it right here. Um, so I, I am Anthony Williams. Um, as Mr. Goodrum or Ken has said, uh, we are not stock professionals or financial advisors, anything of that nature. Uh, we do this for informational purposes to try to help people grow. Um, it's something that we're very passionate about. I'm for myself. Something that I'm very passionate about um, is like financial freedom and building a, a financial legacy for me and my children um, and then my grandchildren and great-great-grandchildren. So that's kind of why I got into this. Um, outside of stocks and options, um, I'm actually an assistant principal at uh, a school here in Columbus, Ohio. I've been doing that for a few years. Um, just Just loving the movement, loving to interact with children. Um, and just try to build the community. So, definitely the focus is uh, building, building my family, and also contributing and building the community.
0: All right.
2: All right. Uh, and good to be with you, brother. And uh, Ken, thank you so much uh, for inviting me to join your program tonight. Let's have some fun with it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, my name is Taylor. I, I, I work full time, and my purpose and my passion, which is taking care of students. Um, I work as a high school administrator in Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, I usually put in about 10 to 12 hours a day. It is a really, really tough environment right now to work in a school system. So that's probably the next episode, Ken. I'll save that part. Um, But what I do after those 12 hours of working in the school system is entirely focused on taking care of my family. And uh, a big part of taking care of my family is creating that financial legacy that Anthony had kind of mentioned. So, um, I am a stock market enthusiast. I am not your financial advisor. I'm not your um, accountant. Although it sounds like I need to connect with your wife as well. I think uh, I'll go ahead and I'll slide in your inbox after the show. Um, but ultimately, I'm truly just somebody that cares about taking care of young people, cares about taking care of our community. And uh, since 2017, I have challenged myself uh, to stay up um, two, three, four hours a night to the crack of dawn. Just reading different books, listening to different podcasts. Um, I've just been really immersed over the past four years trying to learn about stocks. And um, I feel like it's been a really, really life-changing experience for me. So, again, I'm Taylor. I'm a stock market enthusiast. And uh, let's have some fun making some money.
0: All right. So let's go ahead and get let's get this jump right into the deep. Now, the one of the things that I have, hey, I don't know nothing about stocks. So, Taylor, tell me, like, what's these definitions? Like, you know, I, I I don't understand the jargon. I don't understand the lingo. You know, when I go into these little text groups, they, are they, they're you know, about every five minutes, somebody's hitting me up about, you know, trying to Bitcoin mine or, you know, I see people write these little rockets and stuff. You're like, what is, what are some of the basic definition? The <laughs> like, what is something, like, moon. I hear to the moon and I, you know, I just get excited. So... You know, like, let's just start with the basic definitions. Like, what does it mean to be a, what's bear and bull? Like, what is, give me some basic definitions that the people would need um, to, to understand.
2: Okay. So, I, I got three. There's probably four things that I can start with. Okay. And then I can try to tell you about the alternatives to investing, right? So, okay. if you're somebody that's listening and you're like, hey, I've heard of Robinhood, but I don't have an account. Or, you know, down the street, there's one of those, like, brokerages down the street, but I've never really thought about going in. Like, you're in a good place. Like you're not missing anything right now is the time, however, to challenge yourself, to learn and then to take that next step tomorrow morning. Um, But I think a couple of terms that you might hear often Ken, would be like a bear market or a bull market. Mm -hmm. Maybe you have heard someone say a ticker. Mm -hmm. Maybe you've heard of like what I think is my favorite and kind of like the hidden gem to my portfolio is dollar cost averaging. Mm -hmm. So I'll just try to review those four really quickly. Okay. So let's say hypothetically um, you hear someone say bear market or I'm bearish. Mm -hmm. That is just like literally if you visualize a bear as they walk, their face and their nose is usually like looking down at the ground. Right. Mm -hmm. And Let's flip it to bull or I'm bullish or it's a bull market. If you visualize what a bull looks like, like a Texas longhorn symbol, Mm -hmm. you got the the bull going up with their horns. Mm -hmm. If you look at how a bull walks, its head and its horns are facing upward. Mm -hmm. So that's just like a really cheesy way. Mm -hmm. for someone to describe like look either my portfolio or the stock market as a whole is trending down which Mm -hmm. means it's a bear market Mm -hmm. or my portfolio or the stock market as a whole is trending up that would tell you it's a bull market And so that's just a little slick way you can say it without trying to go line by line through all the technical pieces Mm
1: -hmm.
2: um so i really like um another one is quick it's a ticker right a ticker is basically like your your three letter and some companies have one letter For example, AT&T, their ticker is just T. Ford, their ticker is just F, right? And so you just got to get in there and do. you can do a lot of Google research. That really is a good place to start. But a ticker is just how that company is identified on the public stock market, right? So that's when you hear someone say, what's their ticker? Like, I really like dealing in tickers because if you say, oh my God, I really like Tesla. Like, tell me their ticker so I can look them up real quick.
0: So a
2: ticker is just what they go by Um, That's their symbol on the stock market. And last but not least, before I I pass the microphone, is like what I think is the hidden gem to my portfolio and what's allowed me to be up 152% over the past 12 months is dollar cost averaging. And so that really is like a personal thing. You have to be honest with yourself and you have to start with what's really reasonable. You don't start with your lunch money. You don't start with your mortgage. You don't start with your car note, right? You got to really like be serious and like look, I gotta make sure my household is taken care of. I do wanna have some small number that I'm comfortable with for a savings account. But then I also, I absolutely have to put something in the stock market on a consistent basis. Maybe it's bi-weekly, maybe it's monthly, maybe it's quarterly. And the strategy that follows that is called dollar cost averaging, which is not where you time the market and say, oh my God, it's bearish, everything is down. So I'm gonna jump in today. The dollar cost averaging strategy is gonna say, look, I don't care what the market is doing every other friday or every first friday i'm dropping 100 in the market i'm dropping 15 dollars in the market that's a personal decision is not the amount but the strategy of dollar cost averaging helps you win the greatest quote i ever heard which is it's it's better to have time in the market than to try to time the market and so dollar cost averaging is a strategy that says look I got my consistent metrics, my consistent time frame. I put my budget in on this consistent time frame. I ride the wave to the moon.
0: Okay. Now, Anthony, we hear this a lot. I mean, You can chime in on that, but I'm going to give you a question also with that. Uh, We hear this a lot of do your own research, do your own due diligence. You know, how does somebody who knows nothing about stocks at all, like what are they researching? What are they looking for? How are they able to be able to put that time into the market?
1: So I think that's a wonderful question. And kind of piggybacking on some of the things that Taylor said. Um, so when you're talking about your due diligence or doing your own research, it's basically just looking up. Um, you can use Google as a tool. You can use CNBC if you're watching it on TV. Um, there's a number of different resources that you can use to kind of tap in to do research on a particular ticker or company that you uh, that you want to purchase into. Um, also, using using companies or buying into companies that you're familiar with. Um, that you use on a frequent basis. So everybody almost pretty much has an iPhone or some type of Apple product. So you kind of know how Apple moves. You know when they have their, um, you know, their, their um, announcements, when, they have, when they're announcing a new iPhone or a new iPad, uh, different things of that nature. So that's a company that a lot of people, not everybody, but a lot of people are familiar with, how they operate, how they make their announcements, different things of that nature. So those are things that you look at or look for when you're doing your research. Um, You also want to look at like historical trends. Um, So not looking at just what the stock is doing today uh, or a week from uh, today uh, or a week past from today or, you know, a year from today. You want to kind of look five years back, you know, 10 years back or however long back you kind of go look and look at, you know, some of the trend patterns. So what was the highest point that the stock was able to reach? What was the lowest point that it hit? Um, Where is it right now? What type of trajectory do you see? Um, So those are some of the things that you kind of look at when you're doing your due diligence. Um, I know Taylor has mentioned this in one of our courses as well, uh, but do you love the the CEO? You know, everybody loves Elon Musk, you know, for Tesla. Everybody loves Tim Cook. You know, are you in love with the CEO? Does the CEO, um, does he exude that leadership that you desire to have in the company? Is this somebody that you believe to take this company forward and be more innovative and create new products and, continue to raise the, uh, the bottom line so um, those are some of the things that we kind of look for when we're doing your own due diligence of course you want to dive deeper into the, the analytical piece and the finances uh, different things of that nature as well to kind of make an informed decision uh, but doing your research is just exactly as it sounds so you can use like I said the uh, Google's you can use CNBC um, there's a number of different resources that you can access to to do your research.
0: Now, now with that, Anthony, I'm gonna I'm uh, swing the ball back to you. We was using basketball analogies earlier, so I'm gonna uh, <laughs> I'm gonna swing the ball back to you, back in the post. And you know, what is what are what are options? What what is that? You know, I I, I just you know heard about it, and I just made my first you know made my first. Well, I made my first option uh, buy today. So, can you briefly explain to people what are options when they hear that terminology?
1: Okay, so stock options is a little bit different than um, just buying traditional stocks. Um, so a stock option gives you the ability to own, not the not the obligation to purchase, but the ability to purchase 100 shares of a particular stock. Um, so stock options, you look at those as contracts. So one contract is worth 100 shares. So that contract premium or the price for that particular contract uh, may be a little bit higher than just one share, uh, but the returns can definitely be greater. Um, so I think the one that we kind of looked at a little bit earlier, you and I, um, I'll, I'll go ahead and throw out the ticker if you don't mind. Yeah, go ahead. It was DNN. I think it was Denison Mines. Mm-hmm. Um, so we kind of looked at the the, the, um, the analytical piece of it. We looked at some of the numbers that were associated with it to try to determine if it was a good play or not. Um, and what we saw was, for every dollar that this particular stock moves, you're going to gain a hundred dollars. So for every one dollar that this stock moved, you would gain a hundred dollars. So the ticker at that particular time, I think, was like. Mm $1.36 per share. Mm -hmm. So if that ticker hits $2.36, you're going to gain $100. So you're going to get $100 on top of that. And every time that it moves, whether it's a penny, 10 cent, 20 cent, 30 cent, you're going to make money. Um, So stock options gives you the ability to kind of maximize your investment. uh, But there's a lot of risk associated with it as well It's more risk than it would be associated with owning just a traditional share of a particular stock. Um, so like I said, you know, with stocks or options, you have calls, you have puts kind of like Taylor was talking about with the bull and the bear. So a call is when you believe that the stock is actually going to go up and a put is when you believe the stock is going to go down. So options gives you the ability to make money, whether it's going, the market is going up or it's going down. So today being a bear market, you know, it was really bloody. If you're, if you're watching the stock market, bloody means it's a lot of red out there. Um, there would have been a perfect opportunity to buy some puts because the market was going down. So you could maximize your potential uh, by buying a put and making some money when the market is down as well. So,
0: Now, this next part is the, uh, now we got, again, we're, it's a lot to, because we, we're we going to do our best to keep the podcast about an hour, maybe a little bit over. There's a lot of definitions. We're just giving you this the basics to, to go ahead and get started. But the part that I want to really concentrate on and let you guys really just shine, so I'm just going to pass the ball, and then we're just going to do clear outs. We're going to do ISOs for, you know, the rest of the night. Uh, is I, I define this part financial legacy. Instead of financial literacy, financial legacy. Um, each one of us are family men, and one of the things that I'm going to start, you know, Taylor, because I'm going to use your phrase, but I want you to expound on it it's uh it's not magic you said it's not magic it's math all right and one of the things that uh i have to admit when i first started out in stocks is a fomo and it's called fear of missing out because i just saw a whole bunch of people talking about you know bitcoin and different stocks and how they was saying they was making all this money and i used to shoot dice back in the day hey you know hey I keep, I, I keep every, about twice a month, I take my dice, yeah, that's sure they right here, about twice a month. I,
1: I, I'll you in the basement of Hunter
0: Hall a couple times. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, you know what they're hitting yeah. for, you can see it. Yeah. So, <laughs> about <laughs> twice a month, I roll just to see if I still can roll a natural, you know what I'm saying, just <laughs> to see. But in all seriousness, you know, so if, I, I mean, I come from that type of mentality, like, you know, I got to get in to hit this lick. But Taylor, is it really like that with, with stocks?
2: No, man, I really think it is. And I'm glad you called out the FOMO. That's one part of it. But I would assume that, you know, people that look like us and maybe come from certain backgrounds and kind of have cultures that are an African-American community. I don't know if a lot of us are connected to people that are actually like doing personal stock accounts or have a a broker or they're really well versed in what it means to be an investor. Um, Unfortunately, I didn't have that access when I was growing up. and Like I said, I just personally got involved um, just about four years ago. And so um, here's why I say, and I truly believe this is not magic. This is math. Um, I can give you um, a couple examples. One is me. I always say like, hey, I want to have this million dollar portfolio in less than 10 years. I don't want to do that example today because I don't know my audience as well as I would like to. So let me just give an example of um, my own children, right? Like I have a son, I have a daughter. And... You have to just really sit down and do the math. A good resource is called MoneyChimp Compound Interest Calculator. I say compound interest is the ninth ninth wonder of the world. If you take the time to understand what compound interest can do for you and your life, boy, it's a game changer. And so hypothetically, you know, I'm working hard right now and we're all working hard to take care of ourselves and our families. And I don't know if anybody can realistically say you're going to retire before the age of 60. It might be 55 it might be 65 i think like there's just a certain time frame that we know you've got to put into your employer so that way you can retire and have maybe a pension or 401k like you got to have something built up if you're going to be able to enjoy your retirement like that's just kind of the facts so now it's like okay let's just say i want to have a million dollars in my 401k or my pension when i retire but like we're actively like we're all fathers and we're like we're all just we're all in a certain place in our life and I feel like this is new knowledge for me just four years ago, but I have such a long way to go because I missed out on the benefit of time. All right. Financial legacy. Let me wrap it up. If I were to start an account today for my one year old son, I can put six thousand dollars into it. Right. What is that? Um, you can do your math, this, whatever it is on a monthly basis. You want to put uh, five hundred a month until you get there. Like there's a way for you to get $6,000 into an account. Like once you hit that $6,000 number, the mathematics tell me and tell all of us that over the 100 year history, of the stock market, you can expect about 10% or 12% annual returns. Okay. So let's do the math. I put in $6,000 today. And if I'm going to retire at the age of 60, well, technically I could do a, an IRA account or a custodial IRA for my one-year-old son. I put in $6,000 and never putting in another dollar. By the time he's 55, he's gonna have a million dollars. So now what happens, right? He could have the power to be 18, 21, 25, 35, and not have to count down to retirement. You can have from the time of 18, 21, 25, to be living through your purpose and through your passion and doing things that's gonna really uplift your family and your community. So I think when I say it's not magic, it's math, I never really knew someone that was in the game when I was younger. But when you find time to do your own research, you got to understand that this is really a math problem. It's not like trying to play the lottery. It's not something out of Hollywood. This is arithmetic. This is mathematics. There are formulas. And again, you start with your compound interest calculator, and you can make this happen. And just before I do close, financial legacy and leaving a true legacy for my family is something I've been blessed with. Um didn't have a financial legacy that was passed down to me, um, but I did have uh, the best parents this world has ever seen. Uh, so as I take what they gave me and try to pass it down to my children, I do think it's my responsibility to give them a better financial acumen than I once had. And so one example is what is called the Lee Lee Group. Um, it's just a business that I started uh, with my daughter, who's 13. And so uh, my name is Lee. Her name is Lee. And so it's basically a program to where we put together um, just content, information, and value. We do formulas for young people that's in her friend group. Uh, we do programs uh, along with Anthony for people that's in our friend group to really add value and make everybody fully aware that it's not magic. Can it's just math?
0: Now along the same line with the the the, the legacy uh, and and like I said before, you know Anthony was you know one of my you know former students, and so. Again, I follow people from afar. So, you know, we, we linked up, you know, again, on, on social media. And I was just watch, you know, him making moves. And I'm sitting here and when I say in awe, it's just like, wow, like he really know what he's talking about. And so talk about that, Anthony. How, you know, how did you get in, you know, to the game as far as uh, financial uh, literacy to make a legacy uh, for your family?
1: So my my background is kind of similar to Taylor's. Um, you talk about like family, things being passed down throughout the family. Um, so at the beginning, so I, I got back and I got into stocks about maybe five, six years ago, um, and I would just buy you know ten dollars here, twenty dollars there, whatever the case may be. And I think I only had like eight hundred total in my account after four years. Um, you know what I mean? And that's just the constant uh, investments into the particular uh, account, the Robinhood account. Um, I found myself in a position to where I started just reflecting. And I, I know for me that I was never built to work for somebody. Um, that's that's just not me. You know what I'm saying? I've always looked at different opportunities, uh, whether it's building like a clothing line, throwing parties, whatever the case may be to try to, to chase the bag, uh, for lack of better phrases. Um, so I'm out here trying to chase the bag. I'm doing all these different types of things, trying to make money to, you know, provide for my family, also working a job on top of that. Um, and it's, it's stressful. You know what I mean? Like you put all this effort, all this time. Um, and I was watching Earn Your Leisure the other day, and they made a mention they've never seen anybody that had two jobs that was rich. I was going to talk about that. jobs that was rich. Um, because what you're missing out on now is time. Um, and I found myself kind of in that position. So thinking about financial legacy and the things that were passed down, I asked my mom uh, once my grandfather had passed, uh, it's about, about a year and a half now. Um, you know, like, what was in his will? Because I've always been in tune with, like, you know, wheels and, you know, passing things down to your family and, like, setting them up for a better position than what they were before you left. Um, so I asked her, and, you know, there was no response, really. She really didn't know at a particular <coughs> time. And for me, that's, for me, you know, I understand the times are different. That's a problem for me. Um, and I know, for me, I wanted to be able to leave something greater for my family. Um, so I have, a, I have a little tagline that I use. I want to leave behind more than memories. Uh, memories are great. The time is great. You know, that that's definitely important with your kids, family, all that good stuff. But I, I can't feed my kids. My kids can't eat off of memories. You know what I mean? My grandkids can't eat off of memories. So all the time while I'm building these memories, I also need to be building their financial portfolios as well and putting them in a better position financially than I was or providing more knowledge than I had because um, it's my responsibility as their father and the man of the house or whatever the case may be to provide that information to my family and to everybody else who may want it, um, to be able to put them in a better position. So I'm I'm really strong uh as a focus on family and community. Um so that's kind of been my passion to get into this, kind of push that out to as many people that need it and have wanted. Um when we talk about stocks, uh, so like I said, so eight hundred dollars into my Robinhood account, um, I reached out to somebody, I'm gonna leave them nameless. So I seen his post and he's posting like all these super big wins of like here, $1,500 here on a daily basis. Um, And I asked him, I reached out to him, and there's somebody I went to high school with, and I asked him, like, well, what are you doing? Like, can you, like, give me a little bit of knowledge about what you're doing? And he, he, with the lack of knowledge, said, well, that's insider trading. You got to find out yourself. And, like, that toned with me and the type of person I am, I'm like, I wanted to say, like, damn, and excuse my language if I'm cussing on your, on All right, your
0: Go ahead, we, we, and we, and you can say what you want to, man. Go ahead,
1: man. Okay, well, I'ma <laughs> say what I said. Like, what the fuck? You know what <laughs> what I'm like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't even just tell me what you're doing. I didn't ask you to tell me what stock you're doing or how you're doing it or anything. I just want to know the name. I just need the knowledge to see how it, or what it is that you're doing. I could go out and get the knowledge myself. Um, So I ended up, after he said that, okay, I'm going to find out. So I reached out to somebody else on Facebook that had posted it, and he was graciously enough to tell me. Um, And I appreciate him for that, and I've acknowledged him for that as well. So he gave me the the blueprint of where to go, what to look for, how to find it, whatever the case may be. I went out, did my own research, and I've just been running these options. Um, So, of course, like I said, the options, I'm up about 1,500% in the 12-month period. Um, so my portfolio was grown, and I haven't added any more money into my portfolio. Um, this is just me continuously to flip the um, the money that I'm making in return off my stock options. Um, but like I said, my biggest thing as far as financial legacy um, is setting my kids up, setting my family up, my great grandkids, great great grandkids, so they don't have to work when they get older. Um, when we talk about setting them up, uh, one thing that I was able to do was create accounts for them, stockpile accounts. That's the name of the company. The app is called Stockpile. Where you could set up custodial accounts, so I I fund this account, so I put the money in there for them, and then they could kind of choose what stocks. Try to get them active on picking the different stocks. Why do you choose this stock? Is it because of a product that you use? So this weekend we did one. My youngest daughter chose Mattel. Oh no, she chose Kroger's because I mean they're always grocery shopping. She loves to eat. Uh, my other daughter she chose Nike. My son he chose Microsoft because he's always on his Xbox. So these are things that you use on a daily basis that you interact with, and now you're you're. A partial owner of this particular company because you're buying stocks so not only am i teaching them the game that way but i'm also financing the game for them as well so like you know, 30 years whatever the case may be they're not having to worry about retirement like taylor said um they can actually just go and chill somewhere you know what i mean just enjoy life so
0: um before i hit this uh next point i forgot uh my cash app is in uh in the in the description uh, my good friend Jonathan Harris, and I give him uh, a lot of props because I'm about to give him credit for this next uh, statement that he made. He told me, he's like, hey, man, you putting a lot of good energy out there in the world. If people going to bless you, they're going to bless you. So uh, my cash app there is a uh, dollar sign Ken Goodrum, capital K-E-N, capital G-O-O-D-R-U-M. If you like what you see, if you like what your, uh, the content that I'm putting out, hey, go ahead and bless me. If not, I'm going to still do it anyway because I'm doing it for the love of the love. Now he also made this this statement, and I want you guys to to to, to chime in on this. Um, everybody has, and I'm paraphrasing. Everybody has their way of making money. Um, every, no, everybody can make money their way. If I try to do it exactly Anthony's way, then I may not be as successful because I don't understand Anthony's mentality as to why he's doing what he does. Can you expound on that? Because it resonated with me um, as far as a strategy, as far as, OK, I'm buying these stocks. You know, do I need a lot of money? I know, Anthony, I mean, uh, Taylor briefly touched on that. Like, Do I need a lot of money? Uh, how much money should I wait on to get started? And what's the philosophy? But when he said that to me, because the the way I feel about a stock may not be the same way you feel about a stock. So can you? you know, I'll start with Taylor. Can you? chime in on that as far as you know is there a one size fit all strategy or are there some uh, best practices that somebody could use if you can chime in on that y'all both can chime in but i'll start with taylor on that
2: yeah and i'll try to go clearly here no i don't think there's this one strategy at all and i think it's actually it's a really good quote it's like if i'm trying to be you then there's no point in being me like that's what i heard you like when you said what you said i'm mm-hmm. kind of like mm-hmm. i i really i can dig it and um You know, I think even just between myself and Anthony and the way we approach the market, he's already mentioned how much his portfolio has grown. And I kind of told you guys earlier, historically, the market has shown, like, if you just link your dollar bills and your your investment into what they call the S&P 500, um, you're going to probably see on average about 10 to 12% gain annually. Well, uh, in the past 12 months, my portfolio is up 150%. And um, I thank God for that. And I do have a Kind of formula that I use, and I really like it, but it's not like rocket science. And I don't know if anybody else in the world would coach you up to do the same formula or same strategy that I have. So I have a really cool formula that I dropped in one of our courses. I can, I can probably save that for for you guys when you come sign up for the course. Yeah, we're gonna talk. We're gonna get into that because
0: I, I want y'all to. We're gonna pub your stuff. So yeah, don't yeah. worry. I'm getting to that. Yeah,
2: I like it. I like it. So what I do though, Ken, is like. I would just say everybody has to be real with themselves like because even for some of us you can look up and see somebody's salary we brag about our new job and how much we're getting paid but that doesn't really ever tell you <laughs> what the deductions are Gosh. that doesn't tell you what my debt situation is and so it's just like for me to say the number that you should invest and the time frame you should invest it's hard to really pinpoint that unless and I think maybe this is where you would go to your personal financial advisor so you can really get the real nuts and bolts but I'll go fast and say I just call it PIMP to Market. Like, that's the Taylor Porter strategy is PIMP to Market. And so it's just an acronym. PIMP to Market It's P-I-M-P-D-M. And every letter obviously reflects a certain step that I go through. It's a certain question and process that I ask myself before I pick a stock. So PIMP to Market is PIMP-D-M, right? The P, the first P is for product. Like, do you, and you heard Anthony talk about it with his kids. Do you freaking use the product? Do you subscribe to the service? Like, that's a good place to start if you wanna pick a stock. So when you pimp the market, the first question I ask myself is, do I actually use that product? The next one is the I, that stands for IPO date. You know, you look at when they went public, when were they available? And then maybe that allows you to know like, hey, they proven we can survive the COVID scare. We can survive the um, financial and real estate scare. We can survive the 2000 bubble, the dot-com bubble that was there about 20 years ago. So I say, you know, when did they IPO? The initial public offering is IPO. Um, after that, then I would ask myself, what's their market cap? Like, and that's kind of the formula we talked about in Money Moves 103 is like, what is the total addressable market of this business or their, or their industry, their sector? The next one is the price per share. How much does it actually cost to own bank share? That matters. Um, and so um, the, last, the last part of the PIMP is the price per share <laughs> and the D and the M. Uh, that's where we had some fun at, and so you
1: guys have to holler at me, in the Money Moves class. That's what I'm talking
0: about. Yes. What about you, Ant?
1: Um, so, strategy-wise, um, I, I would agree with what Taylor said. You know, everybody has a different type of strategy. Um, for, I think even when me and you had talked earlier, uh, we had talked about, you know, is this when I go into it, I know that I have the ability, especially with doing options, I can either gain a lot or I can lose it all. Um, so when I pick a contract, I have to kind of Wrestle with myself. Like, am I willing to lose $100 by placing this contract? Um, if I'm okay with that loss and I'm okay with losing $100, and I go ahead and place it. so I mean, that's one of the factors that kind of factors into it. Of course, I look at the Greeks. Um, the Greeks are important when you're trying to identify what type of option that you want to play. You can see different things about how much money you'll make for every dollar that is moved. You can look at time decay. Um, you look at open interest volume. There's a number of different factors that goes into picking different options. Um, So, once again, those are things that we talked about in 103 um, that you could check out or whatever the case may be. Um, But the bottom question for me is, if I lose $65, $100, whatever it is with this particular contract, is it going to break me? And if the answer is no, then that's one step closer than I'm willing to take to go ahead and purchase this contract to be a little bit more aggressive. Um, I try to hedge my account. So, recently, what I've been doing, so initially, I would go in, I would just buy options. I buy a lot of options. Uh, one or two a day or one or two a week or whatever the case may be, see those profits, continue to flip those profits, but I'm starting to hedge it a little bit. So I'll buy one option um, or one contract worth 100 shares, but then I'm also buying shares too. Um, so most recently, and if you don't mind, I'm going to go ahead and share this little story. Um, I was on the phone, or no, I actually placed, the con- I bought four contracts of a marijuana company uh, at $8, of, $8 a contract or $8 a share was the price for the contract. Um, so at that $8, basically it's saying that this share is worth $8, and you multiply that by four, so it's $32, right? Um, so with this particular contract, it went up from that $8 mark to about $30, right? And I ended up with like a $3,200 uh, payday. you know. So I made this money off these stocks. So I bought four of them, $3,200 payday. Um, the option to exercise, and it actually bought the shares for me before I could actually close it out myself. So I wanted to close it out, so I just tried to get the money, uh, but it bought the shares for me. So I had 400 shares of this particular company that I just spent $3,200 on out of my cash that I was using to purchase other contracts, and I didn't know what I was about to do. So I remember calling Taylor like, what the hell am I about to do? <laughs> like, <laughs> like it, it, I, don't, I don't know what to do. And I panicked, and I ended up selling 375 of those shares for a profit. I made more money on top of that, and I kept 25. Um, fast forward a month later those same shares that had hit that $30 mark ended up hitting a $70 mark mm. so if I would have kept those same 400 shares that I panicked about I made $80,000 mm. so I would have made $80,000 off of that <laughs> but I took it for the $3,000 um, so I mean when, you, when you're doing these type of things you have to kind of know what you're doing you have to know what to expect um, and the fear of missing out like you had mentioned the FOMO piece um, You can't, you can't another thing you can't move off of emotion you have to move off of strategy so not moving off of emotion so that emotional reaction of myself which i cashed out these 400 shares which i knew the product was still going to go up I, I was emotional about it i was like no i don't want these shares i sold 375 kept 25 but i missed out on a lot of different things uh, but i couldn't let that fomo kind of distract me either the fear of missing out of that seventy five hundred seventy five thousand dollar payday that i just missed um, i couldn't let that fear and like make me make an irrational decision and trying to jump back in or do something different. Um, so really just moving out of strategy and not, uh, emotion. Um, and you know, just doing your research. So
2: hey, can I share go I ahead, go ahead. L go ahead, and, 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 man, I remember when you called me about that and I'm the, like, I will say it every day for breakfast, like buy and hold, buy and hold, buy and hold, hold everything. But I didn't take my own advice many times and I, um, <laughs> I'm I'm really, really bullish on Bitcoin, and uh, I tell everybody, like, you know, I think the future, like, there's, like, I don't know when, but there's something about the way our monetary system is set up. There's something about how many big names and big companies are getting on Bitcoin. It's going to be here years to come. Um, and so I had got in on Bitcoin um, back in, like, late 2019 when it was, like, $10,000. Uh, but right after Christmas, December 28th, so just, like, maybe two months ago now, um, I sold it when it's at an all-time high. It was at an all-time high, $28,000 for a Bitcoin. Of course, I don't have a full Bitcoin. I had a fractional share. Different brokerages let you get fractional shares. Whatever your budget is, is up to you. But long story short, I had put a 1,000 on Bitcoin um, with no effort, with no work at all. That has skyrocketed to like $4,400 because it was at an all-time high about a year later. And so I sold it all. I'm like, you know what? I'm really like, just satisfied my overall portfolio I've got like 20 companies in my portfolio. Um, 18 out of the 20 are all in the green. Everything's doing well. And I just thought like, you know, it's okay to take profit. And there's other opportunities for me out there. And so I sold Bitcoin at an all-time high. I was in a group chat like, hey, man, I just cashed out. Everything's going well. And then two weeks later, it went up to 40000 And then earlier today, it went up to 52000 52, right? And so I don't know if I'm going to take that as an L, but it's just like, you know, you got to know when you buy something, like, what is your real time for wanting to hold that stop
1: so you don't play yourself
0: and, and so i'll oh, go, ahead, go ahead
1: i was going to say and to add to that though because you have to kind of think about the opposite end of the spectrum so we we see the highlight you know what i mean so like uh-huh. it ended up hitting the fifty-two thousand, or whatever the case may be but on the reverse end it could have dropped and it could have dropped to ten thousand, and you could have lost more um so i mean really just kind of reasoning with yourself and understanding that um you have the the ability to kind of jump back in. So even the money that you made, if you wanted to reinvest, you take your profit now, you go ahead and reinvest it later if you want to on a dip or whatever the case may be. Um, So I think we kind of have to kind of change our mentality about, you know, it's okay to hold. It's okay to hold those things. It's okay to sell it too. And if you sell it, you have an opportunity to jump back in on a dip. So once the stocks tank, like it did today, you have an opportunity to kind of re-up, get in at a lower price and then make some more money on top of the money that you've already made. Um, so really just understanding how to maneuver and manipulate the market in that particular manipulate, manipulate your investments in that particular way um, can be beneficial for you long time. So you don't have to hold a stock or an option to the end. You know what I mean? The the goal is to have this money to make the money off of it, use that money as a resource to buy something else, buy another stock. I know Taylor, you were talking to me earlier about Walmart. You had a position in Walmart, it hit a point that you were comfortable with. So regardless if it goes up to four hundred dollars. You were comfortable with the profits that you saw. You sold it. You were able to take those profits and to buy into something else. A couple other things, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so understanding when to take your profits. Like Taylor mentioned before, um, I think you said, what is it, 12% on an annual basis? So if you if your stock hits that 12%, it might it, it's okay to take the profit if you want to. Or you can stay in longer. Uh, but you just kind of have to, it's a risk-reward type thing. You have to kind of do your analysis for yourself to determine, are you okay with losing money? Are you okay with just stopping where you are, or potentially making more? So,
0: one of the things as I wrap, as we wrap up, one of the things I can you know, I, like I told them, I don't have a fan base. I did again. I stole. I got this from. I borrowed it. Or this particular mentality came from Joe Button. I don't have a fan base. I have a trust base. And so, the people that I, I want in my niche is the people that I bring on is people that I have some sort of some sort of relationship with. And one of the things I can honestly say about both of these brothers, like I said, I hadn't really talked to Ant in years. You know, say so we wasn't like we wasn't like this in school. You know, I knew he knew me, I knew him. But when I reached out to him, he just he gave me he gave me information. He gave me just enough and 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 followed back up, you know, and that's something, a part of the legacy that we not here on the island, you know. Um we're gonna talk about now we said we've said a lot of terms, or they said a lot of terms. These two brothers have a course. I paid my money and I took one of the courses. And with that information and knowledge that I have from them in that one course, again, we're, you know, a part of a, a chat group. That you gotta pay your money. Once you pay this money far as a course, you're part of the chat group. And these guys and you know, Anthony, hey, I mean, excuse me, Taylor, I keep saying Anthony. Taylor, hey, let's set a time, let's talk. We sat and talked for about 30 minutes. And he gave me something, a gem that I wanted to pass on to, to everybody. And then we're going to want you guys to talk about your uh, talk about these classes and how people can get involved. You know, I told him my age. I say, you know, I feel like I feel like I'm in a rush because, I, you know, like everybody. I think all of our common stories is I wasn't taught this when I was younger. And it's again, there's no shade to our parents. We have all of us have wonderful parents or have wonderful parents. And they did. And they gave us the information that they have. And it's our job to take what they have, stand on their shoulders, and then continue the legacy for our grandkids and our great-grandkids. But I felt like, man, I'm so far behind, man. You know, I mean, I'm you know, 47 years old. He was like, hey, man, you still got time. Like, when that, that little bit that you told me really helped me readjust and settle my mind as far as, like, I don't, I'm not, you know, sitting down trying to hit this lick with these dice. You know what I'm saying? I'm... I have to have a strategy to take profit when i can or hold so i want to thank you both for giving that information but now let's talk about you all let's promote your what is this class I and mean, what, what what's what's this class that people can uh can you know can enroll in
1: so it's now I'll, I'll speak a little bit about it just mm-hmm. a little introduction um so taylor and i we we had actually approached this before so we had thought about it we about it because we were both doing different things mm-hmm. um, and we came together like you know because we've worked on things before together we went to school together um, so we kind of built like this relationship and we're in another group chat together where we talk a lot of trash and everything else uh, but it's just a mindset that the mindset that each of us have when we're talking about investments and different things of that nature and we decided to come together and we talk, talked about it because he was going to do his own individual course and I was about to do my own individual course and we thought that it would be better if we just came together and just made it happen Um, So just the the power of collaboration. You know, you have like-minded individuals who have the same type of motives, not only just for our families, but for the community as a whole, and just being able to help people get to the goals and reach the goals that they desire to reach um, and have access to something that we traditionally haven't had access to, which is the stock market and this this knowledge. Um, So we came together to kind of decide to share this information with everybody. So the course is Money Moves uh, Money Moves, we have 101, we have 102, we have Money Moves 103, uh, like Ken said, we have a group chat as well, which you're able to access uh, with purchase of Money Moves, of course, and then we even got merch now too, you know, so we have the Money Moves uh, merchandise, where we have a bullish bullish AF um, hoodie and shirts and different things of that nature, so if you're looking to get something that, um, that's available to you as well, um, but it's, it's really just about advancing the culture. Advancing the culture, advancing our people, um, and putting ourselves in a better position.
2: Man, I love it, and I would say for Ken, man, I'm just so thankful for you and your perspective. Uh, but I would just say to the entire audience, is you are right where you're supposed to be, right? And and I like I get caught up, and you know I'll use this big Elon Musk example or this Jeff Bezos example, and I don't always connect with people because it's like we see them as like Hollywood. Fairy tale, impossible. But the truth is, you got so much time, man. Um, Anthony, you got so much time. I have so much time. And that's like the name of the game. You know, when you do stocks, it's like every answer is dependent on what is your time frame. And so if you say, look, I want to go for a 10 year plan or a one year plan, or look, I want to know what I can do this month. Like that changes almost all of the ways you approach the work. And so you have you have nothing but time on your hands at this point. I think the key is to start tomorrow you know the market's open at nine thirty a.m like start tomorrow and as far as what me and Anthony are doing man I'm just so thankful and I learned a long time ago if you want to go fast go alone if you want to go far go together and so I had an opportunity to work with Anthony and do something that we both love and we're passionate about and I really believe this is just the beginning you know um, there's so many places where you can get free information and free resources Um, But what we try to provide is trust and relationship and like just being really practical and being transparent about who we are, where we come from, and trying to keep it 100 to let you know that this is not Hollywood. Like you don't have to be Elon Musk to be successful in the market. And so we put some courses together. Um, We got some merch. Um, You can shoot me a text message to 513-206-5371. Just text Bullish. And I'll respond with all the avenues for you to stay connected. But um, we're on, Lee, I'm at a Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Uh, me and my daughter's company is called Lee, Lee Group. It's all about financial literacy and uh, things of that nature. And so it's Lee, Lee Group, L-E-E-L-E-I Group. Uh, again, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, and IG. And then if you want to get involved with like real stock market education, uh, we got what you need. Text Bullish.
1: To 513 206 5371. And in addition, I'm going to go ahead and shout out my company
0: too. Yeah, I want you. I want everybody to yeah. eat. I'm all, all, everybody eating today. Everybody. Eating.
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so we got we a Facebook. So Taylor, like you said, the Lily Group. Um, I have a Facebook and Instagram that I just recently started. Um, and this is, this is a passion project for me. So it's called the Black Table Builders. Um, so basically what it stands for, you know, you think about the table. So a table has four legs. So there's four pillars to this table. So it's education, it's financial, it's mental, um, and it's physical. Okay, so these are the four pillars that we're kind of focused on. So financial, this is where this kind of falls in place. Um, the black table builders, cause we think about as a community, as people of color, we always hear you have to, you have to have a seat at the table before you can make any type of change. We have to have a seat at their table. We have to do this to get at their table. We're no longer focused on sitting at somebody else's table. We're looking to build our own. Um, so black table builders, like I said, you can follow us on Facebook or Instagram. Um, it's a new, new project. Like I said, it's one of my passion projects. Um, just trying to advance the culture as a whole, you know? Um, Using the different resources that I have, um, tapping into other people for resources as well to try to advance people and help people get better.
0: Well, I want to thank both of you. I I like my my goal here on, on this earth, so long as God give me breath, is to increase the positive narratives while still tackling the systemic problems that are here. Um, let's let's be very clear there's systemic problems there was a reason why it's not that our parents weren't good parents but it was a reason why they didn't have this information and it was because it was purposely kept from us um, it's a reason why again there, the liquidity back then is different than liquidity now um, there's a reason why I mean there's systemic reasons why so I, I don't want to make sure that I'm very clear on that however what we're not going to do at least what I'm not going to do is I don't subscribe to the crabs in the barrel even before Jay-Z said it. I don't why blame the crab? You you blame the barrel. The the barrel was never its natural habitat. And so for me, it's not about crabs in the barrel mentality. It's about f- being around people that's like-minded. I I wasn't thinking about stocks every day. I'm a football, you know, I love football. I put my time and effort into football every day. But then I had to think about it. OK, the same energy that I put in that and we research and people are on face. And again, I'm not this is not a bash because I'm not bashing people. You have your time to do with with it what you want to do. What I had to do is take in if I take 10 minutes off Facebook, 10 minutes off Instagram and 10 minutes off Twitter. That's 30 minutes now that I can now devote to learning more about stocks. So just about anything with anything in life, whatever you put into it, you're going to get that return. So again, you heard that you heard what their portfolios look like. Make sure you sign up for the class. No, we're people have taken losses. I've seen it in the group. Like, hey, you know, they'll post like, hey, this is a bad day today. You know, they're giving you the real. They're not, they're not selling you no pipe dream. You're not going to get in this course. And in 30 days, they are not guaranteeing you that you're going to be rich. That's not what it is. It's about legacy. It's about getting this information. So now, like I said, everybody eats. So if his family is good, Anthony's family is good, Taylor's family is good, and my family good, that's three families that are further along than when we started. And that's a legacy for our people. It's no telling what our children are going to be able to accomplish. They're they're solving problems that we don't even know about yet. So if we can set it up and we can promote the positive narrative, you saw two brothers, they they both doing different things, but the same thing. Hey, let's do it together. We can go further. And so that's what we're here today. Uh, please make sure you follow them on all of their uh, social media. The actual podcast will be broadcast on all DSPs tomorrow. I'll make sure I have links to everything to them. I want to thank both Taylor and Anthony so much. Any parting words that you want to uh, say before I wrap up?
2: I would say, uh, again, text bullish to 513-206-5371. Uh, let's have some fun. Let's pimp the market. Love you all.
1: And I'll, I'll go ahead and drop this um, kind of in the, in the line of what you were just saying. So, I'm going to shout out my, my brother, Tyree, and his wife, Maya Pollard. Um, they hit me with something. So exposure equals expansion. Hmm. Um, and that, that continues to resonate with me. So this this right here is about exposure. So we talked about what our parents weren't able to provide, but now we're in a position that we can provide this knowledge to other people, and then you could go ahead and provide it to your children, and then it just continues to grow from there. Um, so you gain the full knowledge. So we're exposing people so that we can kind of expand the mind and expand uh, where we're going
0: as a community, so that's all I got for you. Hey, hopefully, y'all took notes. Uh, this will be out here in the universe so that you can download it, replay it, take no stop, all those good things. Again, this episode was sponsored by again, a scrubs and rubs out of Detroit. I oh, probably can't see it, but a scrubs and rubs out of Detroit. Yes, yeah, she ships where she ships nationwide, also from my wife. Uh, she does taxes, so please inbox me at any of my social media. Um, I can get you that information. All of my social media is Ken's Corner at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also, through um, if you want to go ahead and donate to the Ken's Corner podcast, you can cash at me at dollar sign, capital K-E-N, capital G-O-O-D-R-U-M, Please interact with me on my website, which is www.canscorner.co and www.canscorner.co. And if you like the website, my wife does websites also. I mean, she she does she does it all, man. She just you know she she keeps her brother sane and, and checked around this mug. You know what I'm saying? So also my prayers and condolences. Uh, my prayers I go out to Texas. Uh, condolences to anybody who uh, who lost a loved one. Uh, during this time if you can find a way to support anybody in Texas, please uh please do that uh they you know it's just one of those things that uh that happen uh, I also want to send a prayer out to uh one of my fraternity brothers uh brother uh, uh Frank smart uh he's uh currently battling uh cancer so uh he's they're actually about to do a prayer uh vigil for him um at eight o'clock. So please keep him and the smart family uh, in your prayers. And so as always, thank you so much for tuning in to the Ken's Corner podcast. And as I end each podcast, I love, I trust, and I respect you. This is Ken of Ken's Corner podcast. Peace out.